0: Hello, I'm Paula Jenkins, a transformative life coach and podcaster. Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that talks about the stories of people following their hearts, finding work that lights them up, and looking at how joy plays a part in their journey. To learn more about this podcast or to find out more about me, just head on over to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Jumpstart Your Joy. Today on the podcast, I have an interview with Ma'i Carls from Life is Messy. But first, this week on the podcast, there will be three full-length episodes. Today, you're going to get the magic of Ma'i. Tomorrow is episode 38 with Jennifer Lee of Artisan Coaching. Thursday, episode 39 is Corey Huff of The Abundant Artist. Now, it must be something pretty special to have all these amazing people on in the same week. So starting today, I want to announce that the multi-passionate must-haves bundle is now, ta-da, on sale. Basically, this is an amazing bundle sale that has 14 products valued at, get this, $1,599. And you can snag all 14 of these products for just ninety-seven bucks, if you buy them today, tomorrow, or Thursday, so that's May seventeenth, eighteenth, or nineteenth. And so, in honor of all of that, I've got three of the folks that have that have a product in the bundle on the show. So I really wanted to highlight some of the goodness that's included in this great bundle. So what I have offered is my six-module and forty-plus-page guide, which is Jumpstart Your Podcast. It is the guide that is a part of my podcasting bootcamp of the same name, and this thing isn't available anywhere else. The only other way you might get it is if you sign up and join me for the class. There's other pieces of this, like Michelle Ward's "An Effective escape, which is also no longer available, but is what I use to plan my own escape route from the corporate world. So that's available, and I don't know when she'll offer it again. Emily Wapnick, the other founder of the multi-passionate must-haves, has put her renaissance business plan in there head on over to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com it'll be right on the homepage, and check out the other offerings because it's so worth it and if you act now (laughs) you can get in on this great deal just may 17th 18th and 19th and after that it'll be gone forever some of this stuff will never be available again that's the celebration going on at the podcast okay welcome to all of you new folks And, of course, all of my regular listeners, I love having you guys here, and I'm so excited about this triple header of a week. On today's podcast, I have Mai Carl, and if you want to follow along with this, you can get all of the show notes over at the website, so jumpstartyourjoy.com slash lifeismessy, (laughs) because that's the name of Mai's Planners. And what you'll find over there is all of the show notes, the information, links, She even has this awesome free e-course that she is making available to you guys. So there's so much goodness over on that page, and you're going to want to go over and check it out. If you like what you hear, you can find Jumpstart Your Joy on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. And so go subscribe. And a little bit about me. I'm Paula Jenkins. I am your host here, and I'm a transformative life coach. I work with women to help them find more joy in their lives after hitting that crispy, burnt-out, yucky stage in corporate life. My own background prior to becoming a coach was in advertising, high-tech, and financial services. And so I know what it's like to hit that wall and then want something more. You can find out about that at the site as well. I, I do have openings for new clients. So come on over. Today's interview is with May Carl of Life is Messy, and oh my gosh, it was so great to talk to her. I just feel like we're kindred spirits, and it was amazing just to see how we connected. She talks about her Life is Messy planners and the course that came out of the creation of these planners. She also talks about her cookbook, which is totally the most adorable thing I've ever seen, and it's got gluten-free recipes in it, which, of course, I'm gluten-free, so I'm I'm swooning over this whole cookbook. And I think you'll just be totally delighted by her uplifting and positive attitude, just the kind of person that lights up a room or a podcast. <laughs> so without further ado, here is the interview with May Carls. Today we have Maii Carls, and I'm so excited that she's here. She's an artist and what, an illustrator, an author, a course leader, and welcome to the podcast, May.
1: Thank you so much for having me here.
0: Yay! Slumber party. (laughs) It does feel like a slumber party. So, why don't you tell us all what you loved most as a child or in school? What were your early sparks of joy? I was
1: super hyperactive. More hyperactive than my family could stand. (laughs) I remember being eight and my parents were called to my school because they had to discipline me. Because I was too crazy. I remember I had decorated the wall, the corridors of my school with toilet paper and, I mean, the nuns, I went to an all-girls Catholic school. Well, the nuns weren't very excited or happy about it. So my parents were called in so they could take drastic measures to, to me, like discipline me, as we mm.
0: say. here.
1: And instead of giving me a pill or instead of, you know, making me clean up my bedroom, my parents enrolled me in dance class. When there's all these rules, you stop trying, you stop playing, Mm. stop experimenting. So to be blessed with either family or friends or whomever that just gave you permission, not that you needed it in the first place, but it was nice to have permission to be Ma'i and to explore all the abundance and all the possibilities that
0: were available to me
1: as Ma'i. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, because isn't that so interesting? There's some parents that are what are either so afraid of letting a child be a child or I don't even know what the fear is, but that if we're too much, in fact, I've talked about this with other guests, like the, the fear of being too much. And I think there's a neat Lewis Carroll quote about like your muchiness. And I just love it when parents let the muchiness out, right? Like just you be you and do what it is you're here to do.
1: Yes, I love that.
0: Oh, I love the idea of you, of you dancing and singing and <laughs> just being my. <laughs>
1: so what? To save the, the costumes, like we had these dance recitals and performances and the costumes, you got to wear them at the theater, but then I saved them up and wore them the entire, like Halloween is not enough for me. I mean, it's just you on wearing them all year round.
0: I love it. Yes. I, you know what? I still have a box of costumes out in the garage and sometimes. Sometimes they have to come out, you know, like sometimes I just need to be the mean queen. I, I can relate. <laughs> yeah, totally awesome. Yeah, because Halloween's not enough. I mean, I think there's actually fairy wings out in our house somewhere right now. So
1: I agree 100%.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and so what is it that you do now? I'm trying to make a living
1: online by being me. Mm-hmm. By owning my curves, by owning my flaws, by owning my imperfections. And I love to share the bloopers. I love to share the messy middle. I love to share the process. Because I believe that we have a, a ton of people sharing the lessons or people sharing like the formula and people giving advice. Like I can give advice. Anyone can give, give advice. I feel like I don't want to be a glossy poster child. I don't want to be a billboard that's so inaccessible that people can't relate to me. I want to be a human being. I want to be a person that people can relate to. Like, I've recently become a mom and I could either filter all the messy parts and show up beautifully mixed up. (laughs) Like, my hair all pulled back nicely and wearing perfectly makeup and which would be a big fat lie. Or I could just open up, let all the Wizard of Oz curtains uh, pull them back, and let people see how it really is and see what unfolds. And that's, that's what I'm doing now. I'm basically making a living showing the winds, the blows, and all of the beautiful messiness in between
0: it's so easy to look at everybody else and see like, Oh, look at how beautiful that, that life looks, right? Like anything on Instagram, well, lots of things on Instagram, at least and Pinterest too, where it's this like really built up life that seems so gorgeous. But what you don't see is just out of the frame, right? Like the, the pile of dirty dishes or whatever it is that's actually in the room because goodness knows we've all taken those pictures Yeah, where it's like, I've got to make it look pretty. So yeah, it's,
1: it's courageous. And, we de- and we could definitely take those pictures, but without making it so RoboCop woman that we inspire, but we don't empathize. Like we, we want it to connect somehow at, at a human level. Like if I were to take a beautifully staged picture, I like saying so. I like to stage it as such or, or mix it up with the chaos. Um, so it's like, oh, okay, that's balanced. But I love to craft a perfectly clean meal, right? But then every now and then I love to eat my Oreo madness. And I like to share both because both are part of who, who I am as a human being. If I was just eating Oreos, I wouldn't have this amount of energy. I would be sleeping right now. So it's, it's the combo of things that makes us who we are and makes the entire picture more relatable.
0: Yeah. Why do you think it is that so many people get kind of, what, obsessed with just showing the pretty parts? I
1: don't think they're obsessed. I think they're afraid.
0: Mm, Yeah. I think that owning your story
1: is really, really hard. (laughs) Mm. Embracing the messiness is risky. I mean, some people are going to make fun of you. So A lot of people have made fun of me. Like, oh, who is she dancing in her pajamas? Like, she's like a lunatic. She's surely on drugs. And I'm not exaggerating. I've been called all the names you will ever imagine. But mm. that's the risky part. But here's the thing. I feel that not claiming who you are is way more dangerous. Yeah. Because <laughs> something magical is lost. Something is like, I think, like a star dies or something. And then all you feel is emptiness. When you are not you, you feel a big fat emptiness. And it happens around like 3 a.m. in the morning where like you stop scrolling Instagram and you stop watching Pinterest. Or, and you're like, oh, I. I faked it today. Like, I I was great today, but it wasn't even me. Like, it, it feels awful at every level of the way. So I know being vulnerable is hard, but it's way more dangerous to be someone else. So what I do is try to make it at least entertaining for people, so we can at least have a big, fat laugh while we're going through this process of falling down, getting a bruise, having your your wind knocked out of you because that's what happens when you show up naked or without, you know, too many filters. You get hit in the face or you get criticized or you get hated. But also, you connect with so many people at such a genuine deep level that it's worth the one hater. I have a community of beautifully like-minded multipassionate that connect with me that i i consider my best friends because i've let them in they've let me in and we just build Magical relationships based on trust, based on realness, not based on like, oh, who's better, who's more competitive, who's skinnier, who has less cellulite. We don't care about those things. We actually love talking about like, oh, I haven't had much sleep today. Oh, I mean neither. Like we we talk about the real stuff that happens. It's a breath of fresh air, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just smiling so big as you're talking through all of that because it is hard but beautiful to be just yourself. And I totally can relate to your 3am moment where it's like, yeah, I've seen all these things of other people. But if I'm just being like them, what have I put out into the world? Yeah. And it's funny how this podcast has become that thing for me where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm totally in love with this medium. And I totally love doing this. And probably because it also hits on the multi piece of me like, this is great for a multi-passionate just to be able to dive in and talk to like all these awesome people and share stories. And like, it's just so much fun that, you know, my inner child is like, yes, we get to play. So if I was comparing myself to everybody else, this show wouldn't be what it is. Like I wouldn't ask the questions I ask. I, you know, I want to get to know you on the other side. and, And that's why it's, it's special for me. And I, I hope that the audience also feels that when they, you know, when they hear us talking.
1: I definitely feel that. And when you connected with me, I said yes right away. <laughs> you did. Yeah. And usually my default, my default setting these days is no, because I'm, I'm busy taking care of baby Olivia. And I recently started working out again, so I'm prioritizing other things. But when something just feels like a heck yes, I could read through your lines and I was like, this is meant to be. I can not even question it. But I'm like, this is coming to my mailbox. I can just feel the pixie dust. Yes. Where do I find? So you're doing a great job.
0: Thank you, right <laughs> Yeah. No. I that was the same thing. Like, well, we're both connected through Michelle Ward, and and also both, I imagine, multi since we've identified as that. But like. There was something when your name was on the list as being part of the bundle. I'm like, oh, I want to talk to my E because I know your art and it's like so joyful. And you do this amazing job of like blending. So I'm a project manager by training in the past. So you managed to blend like joy and project management. And so that's like the sweet spot. I was like, oh my gosh, this is one of my people. (laughs) So yeah, very cool stuff. So let's dive into that. Like, how is it that and I'm talking about your life is messy planners, which I believe are in the bundle this the year. Bundle. So, yeah. And you guys got to check this out. Like I don't use a lot of planner. I mean, I have used a lot of planners, but I don't stick with many just because they are not as appealing as for sure the ones you've made my. But how did you arrive at this place where you have that great balance of like joy, but also practicality?
1: Well, I made it something that I needed. Mm-hmm. I quit my traditionally successful job to. Be a full-time artist. (laughs) Even my parents were afraid. They're like, we just sponsored your entire education. You're going to do what? I'm like, yes, I'm going to open a blog, and I'm going to, and I talked just like that. (laughs) I just sat them down, and I'm like, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to open a website. I'm going to put PayPal buttons, and people are going to buy my art. And they're like, what the? I mean, they paid for my undergraduate at Northwestern. They had just recently sponsored my art school, master. So they were very supportive. I, I've talked about them before. They were very supportive, but they're also very traditional. My mom is a lawyer. We come from a background of very successful lawyers. My dad is a chemist. So they were very afraid. And the first thing I made when I quit my job was, okay, I really, this has to work. <laughs> I don't might be I just, you know, I just told my parents, they, they got to trust me. I got to trust myself. What am I where am I I need like who am I gonna call (laughs) so the ghostbusters weren't available I created I created my planners I've done planners before I mean there's the traditional agenda or the traditional I I won't like call specific names out but we know like the traditional planning systems. they just felt very rigid to me they felt they gave me like mental constipation or they (laughs) made me feel like a robot. I'm like, I cannot plan my life inside of a box. I hate checking out. Like when I travel and I get asked like occupation and they just give me a little tiny line. I'm like, what? I need like an entire, (laughs) this is like an entire booklet that I want to fill out when you (laughs) ask me my occupation, what do you mean? (laughs) You know? So I needed a planner that allowed me to explain, were all the things I want to be. Because one day I'm an illustrator. Another day I'm an artist. Another day I'm a mom, slash, foodie, slash, like all these, slash, slash, slash. So I literally made something very selfishly for me. So it's Hmm. a planner by an artist for artists. And when I say artist, it's anyone that creates, makes, Mm. explores experiment, explode things. (laughs) And that's why I think it's resonated so much within the multi-passionate community because people don't feel like I'm holding a gun, like a bazooka to their head, being like, pick one. I'm not Mm -hmm. making them pick anything. They can really lay out all of the ideas. And I'm giving them a little structure so they can take their light bulb idea to done. But I'm also giving them all this, white space so they can wiggle room and they can wing it sometimes because my philosophy is sometimes plan sometimes wing it because the beauty is in the what happens in the middle of those two things
0: yes that's so true and I don't know if it's just true for about multi-passionates but I think we have that like innate sense of There's a lot of intuition, I think, in multi-passionates where we kind of fall right there in that middle space. Like, I want it to be fun, but I also want to, like, dive deep and understand whatever this new thing is that I'm interested in is. So, I love that. Structure is good, but not too much structure. (laughs) And so, from the Life is Messy Planners, that was your base product. Is that right? And then now you have a boot camp, too?
1: Well, what happened is I created this and then all of a sudden I and I put it up. I didn't even create a sales page. I put up a blog post. It's like, hey, it does this is for me. If someone wants it, there's a PayPal button here. Three hundred and sixty five days later I had I had sold five thousand copies. Wow. So this just surprised me. Honestly I wasn't expecting I knew maybe there were other people, but I didn't know there were so many of us. So when I realized there was an entire wolf pack of people that were feeling the things that I was feeling, they were having the challenges that I was having, I created a community around it. I created a training program around the planner. So There are some people that just need the planner honestly because they're very self-motivating because they kind of like have their shit together. (laughs) But others, I mean, I just recently, it feels recently but 10 months ago, I gave birth to my beautiful daughter and I haven't been able to pick up the pace as fast as I thought I would. So sometimes you need kind of like the push or the cheerleading squad or all this network of people to pom-pom, like give you the rah, 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 you can do it in the background and also the step-by-step guidance. So -hmm. the boot camp is like a compliment to the planners for people that need an extra Jedi counsel. (laughs) 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 I love it.
0: Yeah. Well, isn't it so interesting? I know, like, I think it's Gretchen Rubin talks a little bit about like, people have different kinds of motivations, like, you know, they're externally or internally motivated. I think she even has like a little test. I could link that up in the show notes. But I think it also changes, like you said, especially if you have like a major life change. Sometimes what used to motivate you are the ways you used to be able to, you know, keep track of even your own time. Like that's out the window because now you've had to reprioritize. So I think that's really interesting that you said that about having a kiddo and congratulations.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Life has definitely been a turn. When Olivia was born, I bought the domain name Life is Messier. Cause I just felt that it was gonna get crazier. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I'm the life is messy ambassador right now. But I feel that this is just gonna take off into a messier realm. So I'm just gonna buy life is messier, and I know I'm eventually gonna do something with that name. I haven't figured it out yet, but you know the name is there because I know I know it's coming. Something's coming. It's messier it's way messier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I have a five-year-old son and I know what you mean. It's, it's a different planet when you have a, a kiddo. Yeah. And way messier. What have you found is the difference in trying to balance your own business and, and be a mom?
1: That I can't balance it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've come to terms with it and this is how I feel. I want to work like I don't have a baby. Cause I have more ideas than ever before. Like my passion, I'm even more passionate now. So when I get to work, I want to work. Like if there was not a kid in the other room, because I just want to pull five all to finish it. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm with Olivia, I want to be with her. Like I don't have a business. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm just so consumed with her tiny little feet. And I want kiss to them, kiss them. Or I want to take her to the beach and I want to cuddle her. And I, don't want to have a business. And that's my tension that I don't think I will ever reconcile. But because that dichotomy is so like that juxtaposition is so fierce. I think what comes out is this person that's navigating in those two realms. And people have been very interested in hearing me talk about that struggle or that challenge or that Cruising through the stages, or cruising through those very different emotions.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's been interesting,
1: for lack of a better word.
0: Yeah, so I totally get it to that as well. Yeah, I kind of likened it to. It's almost when I became a mom. It it made like I could super focus on things, and it it took getting used to this idea that that I had to silo my time, like be super focused, like you were saying, on the work that I was doing, but then be able to be super present and focused with my son, whose stage name is Zoom. (laughs) That's his his social media name, because I don't, whatever. Early on, I was like, I'm not going to call his real name. But anyway, so when Zoom's around, like, I pay total attention to him. And it is still a challenge, though, because I will wonder what's going on with my phone, what's going on with this? Like, you know, do I need to pay attention? But it's that kind of, maybe that's what you're talking about with the struggle. Like, Being that hyper focused person on the kids, if you're a mom in the moment, and then being hyper focused on the business, when if you're the owner, the business owner in the moment,
1: you know it. Yeah, (laughs) it's hard.
0: Yeah. Do you have any tips for if there's some new moms out there or people that are curious? Any ideas?
1: Yes. My tip is receive all the help that comes your way. I am not even going to try to be super woman. I don't want, I don't care. If you come to my house and you're like, my, or you give me a call. My do you need help with the groceries? Yes. Ma'i, do you want me to pick up the dry? Yes, pick up the dry cleaning. <laughs> and I feel that the universe is all, like universe, call it God, call it Buddha, call it whatever you want. The universe throws all these life vests at us. But we just have to be careful enough to pay attention. I don't want to pretend that I have, that I'll figure it out or that I have it all under control. I have nothing under control. Everything's a hot mess. But when I let my mom take care of my baby for one hour so I can shower and use my, like put on my anthropology candle. Like when I let my husband take care of all the bank stuff that we need to do. Like when I let a friend of mine invite me out to lunch, like when I let people, help, life becomes so much easier. So life can be less messy than we set it out to be. That Mm -hmm. makes
0: sense. Yeah, it sure does. And it's, it's reminding me of something that Lexi Koch said, and that's the interview that went up to today. It's episode 35, but she was talking, she said this beautiful thing about how by being vulnerable, we give the other person the gift of allowing them to help us, but it also starts to fill our well of being able to take on and do more of what we're meant to do here on this earth. So there was, I mean, I was like, Oh yes, Lexi, <laughs> that's so awesome. And I feel like that ties in right there of like saying yes to the support when it's being offered and not feeling like it bad about it in any way, just realizing it's a gift that someone's offering.
1: When any mom of a human baby or a pet or a mascot or call it, or like a little cactus plant, when you have a responsibility and you feel overwhelmed and tired and you're lacking sleep. And you come to me like, I need some help. I'm like, are you getting help? Are you hiring someone to do your laundry? Are you, where are you getting help? Because you're not, we are meant to live in society for a reason. You are not in a deserted island. Why are you trying to do everything all by yourself? And I get really bossy because it's it's insane when we take everything on our shoulders. Wow. It's not, it's, It doesn't like it's not meant to be that hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. And yet it's so hard, like especially when you're a brand new mom, because I think I don't know, maybe it was the. I'm questioning what did I feel? Was I worried that it wouldn't look like I had it together or would it look like maybe I didn't know what I was doing? I mean, but the truth of the matter was I didn't have it together and I surely didn't know what I was doing when I had a brand new baby. So, I yeah, I don't know what I was trying to hold on to if I wasn't. Accepting help, or like admitting that it wasn't going as well as maybe I wanted it to, yeah, yeah, those are tough parts, <laughs> but yeah, it's a brave thing to be a brand new mom. I love that you've registered life is messier, that's awesome. <laughs> I find world domination, <laughs> yes, I think world domination is important, yes, <laughs> and I think it's important that it will be messy, yeah.
1: And the save the world part is also nice, but we are all in it for the world domination, really.
0: (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I know you are. It's funny. But yeah, if we don't have a little bit of spunk and spark, like I think things are a lot less interesting. You've talked a little bit since I said something about a spark there, but like that everyone does have their own special spark and that you feel like it's partly your mission to bring that, like to help them realize what that is and bring it out into the world. What has it been like for you to follow that spark in your life? It's been a
1: roller coaster ride, and the upside down part, like the upside down kind of roller coaster. You feel the adrenaline. You feel alive. It's scary, and like you think twice when you're in that line. You're like, do I really want to get into that roller coaster? But when you are in it, you feel alive. And I've made decisions in the past that numbed me, that I just did them to please others or I just did them because I believed people were expecting me to do those things. And I felt dead in living. Mm. And I promised myself that I would never put my ease through that again. So whenever I say yes or anytime time I say yes to something, it's because it's gonna further allow me to to explore that aliveness that I'm craving. And I don't do it because I feel like I'm a alive a junkie or anything like that. It's just that I really feel that I'm that my contribution requires me to be present. My contribution requires me to be to be alive. Mm-hmm. When I'm stuffing cookies down my, like, I'm, I'm not connecting to my roots. I'm not connecting to my calling. When I'm trying to watch, like, a marathon of friends for three entire days, like, what, what am I not talking about? Like, what am I trying to hide? What I'm getting at is that, for me, it's very important to talk about the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. the stuff that gets in the way the stuff that makes us feel uncomfortable i want to talk about the reason why i'm still eating that extra cookie even though i'm not hungry anymore like why i i'm interested in that why in me in others because i believe that's where our superpowers lie you call it spark i call it our superpowers we cannot be super in hiding we cannot be super when we are drugged or anesthetized or knocked in a coma, we, we cannot do our best work when we're, you know, not present, not alive. So I, I truly believe in this need to, to do what
0: we must to feel, to feel everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's, I love it. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, yes, yes. So awesome. Because that's, I mean, it's partly kind of what the basis of why I started even the podcast was this quote about, you know, joy is a choice and we must keep on choosing it. Like it's kind of that spark thing. Like I see it being very similar that people are making the choice, if you will, to use your roller coaster analogy to like get in line for the ride. And if you're over, you know, standing on the side scared to get in line, start to look at why. And we've all been the person that doesn't want to get in line. We've all been that in that space where we've hit rock bottom to get away from the analogy, but like we've hit the rock bottom part. And then it's kind of that moment where we can say, okay, what would make me feel alive or joyful or whatever you want to call it there. But like what can I do to get myself out of this moment that feels harder than anything ever has? And and that's the thing that I love. I think I think we're talking about maybe very similar things, but like on different angles of it, which is eh, like, I'm so excited.
1: No, <laughs> know. And, and you know, when you're talking, something else comes to mind. Like we are also the friend that pushes you to go to the roller coaster. Like we go to Disney World every year. We, I, we My family loves going to Disney World. <laughs> and I remember the first time I rode my first roller coaster. Like I had my big cousin tell me, <gasps> it's so good. You're going to love. Like they they encouraged me to ride it, you know? And I remember being older cousin who needed to be that for the younger ones like you're going to love it Oh, you you, raised to the height yes you're going to we also have a responsibility to just be wearing those pom-poms and be inspiring others to go on the journey not with us but go on their own journeys Mm -hmm. because it's difficult to start on our own but if we somehow let others see how fun it is or how like crazy fun it is, we're going to have more people willing to try, which is nice. I feel like it's something that's beautiful in what we do. It's not only narcissistic that like we do it for ourselves, but it's it's for others as well.
0: Yeah, because we also, I think, know what it's like to be the one that's kind of afraid to get in line or the one that's kind of afraid to say, yes, I want to go after that thing that I feel in my heart and I want to go do. And it feels like my calling. Like, I think, I mean, I know what it's like to be that person that's hesitant to say yes. And so it's like, yeah, to say yes, but then also to say, look at how much more fuller, (laughs) I don't even think that's a word, right? (laughs) But Like how much more full our lives are, because we said yes to something that we love so much. And that when we put ourselves out there authentically, other people get drawn to it. So then it just keeps growing on itself. So, yeah, I think. And, it never, ends.
1: Have- and it never ends. It's a constant cycle. We are both at the line inspiring others. We're both at the line nosh- nauseous because we're about to ride our own roller coaster. And then we are in the roller coaster. But when it's done, we get back on the line like it's a never ending process. It's not like you do it once and then you did it. And we are not to do material. We are sole work. We are constantly evolving and in, pro- in process. So we are in different positions at different times. And we kind of have to put the following foot right next to the following foot right next to the following foot. It cannot stop. So momentum is key in this, in this <laughs> process too. It's not like, oh, you wrote it once and you're out, you're fine. No, you have you got to keep on writing it.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And there's such like a huge amount of courage. Like I remember even I've told Michelle Ward, like this whole year for me, because it's the year that I jumped from being a in a corporate gig out to being an entrepreneur on my own. But like, it's felt like I'm dancing in that zone of like excited and terrified. So it's like, Being on the roller coaster is so appropriate because it has felt like that. And each time I get in line to do the next thing, it's like, oh, got to put on, you know, I got to put on my big girl pants because, like, now I'm going to try something else new and scary. But I think it is. You're right. Like, once you've ridden a couple times, you also have a good sense. Drop yourself down. You you have a good sense of what the outcome will probably be. But then there's always a time when... Yeah, you launch something and there's crickets or like, <laughs> you know, you try something new for your email list because you think everybody will love it. And they're like, wah, wah.
1: <laughs> no, I know.
0: Yes, I know all about that. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it does. Um, Yeah, I love this. I love what you've just said. That all was so juicy and great. What would you have to say to someone who is kind of like at the beginning? Like, what is your advice when things fall apart? ignore
1: everyone. And by everyone, I mean the people that are not in the ring with you, getting sweaty, trying, like anyone that's in the bleachers, the cheap seats. I don't want to hear it. Don't listen to their criticism. It's not that you're not open to constructive criticism. It's that if someone's not constructing something, you shouldn't listen to their constructive criticism to begin with. So by ignoring everyone, that's the advice that I give most people because people pleasing or the fear of being laughed at or this is what stops most multipassionates that I see out there. So it out of all the lessons that I've learned along the way, the one that really has made a whole lot of difference for me is just to shut the blinds, just to close the door and do my thing, jam, disco dance. People that are disco dancing, everyone outside of the discotheque can just shut their pie hole. Like, I don't care what they have to say. One, they're not my wolf pack, so I'm not even here to serve them. And two, they're just jealous. That's why they might throw tomatoes at you because they really want to be in your party dancing, but they're too afraid to do it. Like It's important to stick with your path and not let other people sidetrack you or not let other people lure you out of it. So, you can enter their version of what a successful life looks like. Typically, wow. the people that give me that piece of advice, they're miserable in a cubicle. And, and then the people that are uh, like criticizing me, they're never happy, <laughs> which is funny. Like, I've one thing is there's always a motif surrounding all of the spam hate mail that I've ever received. The the, the the motif along all of those is that it's people that are miserable, have jobs that they don't love or relationships that they don't, <laughs> that are like failing and, and they just have nothing else to do than to criticize people. So I'm I'm always encouraging people to do their own thing, to surround themselves with people who support them and to really close the doors to people that are just there to Be mean, and I don't want them to be discouraged by those. So ignore everyone, ignore everyone, and see where that takes you.
0: I love that. Yes, and I do like the idea of having your own wolf pack, of really identifying those people that, like, really want to lift you up and love you for you and and can see the magic that you have inside. Like, those are the people, yeah, those are the few that you should be listening to if you're going to listen to someone because they get it. And <laughs> I love, I love the idea of these people that are just not so happy. I mean, uh, you know, of course we want the best for them, but yeah, that, the, that there may be something else that's challenging in their life that they are not really tapped into. And so then it's coming out in strange ways. Yeah.
1: And actually the best thing we can do is be ourselves because by being ourselves, there's hope for them because they can see if they're afraid, maybe that's a map. Being mean is a map. And by us being us, we give others permission to pull their mask down and try to come inside and, and play with us. But if we are not being ourselves, then we, we kind of put ourselves out there to be criticized because we are, uh, how, how can I say this? If we're not being ourselves, then if other people mock us, they're mocking this person that we're portraying to be. But if we are, really putting ourselves out there, being the best us we can. Yes, there's going to be, you know, finger pointing and all that stuff. But in the end, I'm not even going to lie. I've had people be mean to me three years ago who now would do anything to be either a client or come to my events or like be hired if I'm hiring. Like people evolve and people, they don't always stay mean. (laughs) Like if you keep doing your thing and you keep showing up and you keep showing that you have something worth saying, I suspect that that person is going to surrender in the end of the day and be like, you know what, I think, I think she was onto something. So that's like the best thing we can do actually is just like not pay attention because maybe in the future, that person that was really tough on us can come back mm-hmm. and be invited to our party. So there's hope. <laughs> there's hope in the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like that's really the gracious thing to do, too, is to not play into whatever that anger is that they've got going on because it really shows them hey, no, I'm just me. I, you know, you're going to hate whoever you hate, but it's just me. And you're right. That does kind of invite them to continue the possibilities of just being themselves in the future. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, should we talk a little bit about the multi-passionate bundle that we're both a part of? I don't know if you want to tell a little bit more about what you've put in or what you love about being a multi-passionate. Could be a fun topic as well.
1: Yeah, well, I'm part of the bundle. I'm I'm actually a a veteran. I've been part of the bundle for a couple of years now, and and the reason it's the only bundle I've ever been a part of. You know, there's all these flash sales around, but this one really resonated with me because the the customer avatar is my ideal customer. Like, these are my people. I understand them. I've been them. I am them. They're they're the people who I want to have a pajama party with. So (laughs) it just makes sense to want to see what they do with the planners. And because the planners are so do-it-yourself, I don't give too many rules. I don't give too many, like, this is how you do this worksheet. I'm so excited to see what people do with the superpower finder or what people do with the decision maker and how they scribble things down or how they doodle it here, doodle it there. So actually, if anyone is listening and they end up getting the bundle and getting the planners, please tag me or send me an email or shoot a picture with your planners because I love seeing them in action. They brighten my day. They brighten my inbox. They brighten my social media. So,
0: And why are you a part of it? Tell me. Well... Let's see. Last year, I put in my Finding Balance product, which was like I had been a retreat planner for a while and a retreat leader. And that was like one of my favorite retreats that we ever led. So I had bundled up last year and put that yeah, as an offering. But this year, since I started the podcast, I've had like all these people asking me about how do they start one? Like, what is it like? What do they need to have? What do they need to do? And so I just started writing down all these questions that I'm getting, and I love answering them. And I was like, you know, Michelle, I'm just going to give you what started as this very simplistic list of questions and answers about like how to start a podcast. It's become a behemoth of like a book, basically. (laughs) And I wanted to put it in because I felt like podcasting is such an awesome fit for a multipotentialite because it lets you talk about things that you love you don't have to spend a really long time on it if you kind of go with like an umbrella topic like joy you get to talk to like specialists and like renowned people about these things that you're super interested in and i feel like it's just this really great outlet for multipotentialites and i just wanted to share what i learned just because i love it so much like it's been life changing really for me in the path has, it's been 9 months but it's still been so amazing and i really wanted to just share it because it's so much fun
1: Yeah. Am am I part of the renowned guest category? (laughs) You totally are. Yes. (laughs) The hot mess (laughs) guest?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm overjoyed that I get to talk to you. Yeah. And it's fun because each person has such a different take on things. It's just amazing to get to hear all the, you know, uplifting stories of people who are really following what brings them joy. It's been fun. Thank you Ah. for having me. Of course. I'm just so glad you're here. So my favorite last two questions. So if someone listening has a big dream about how they can make a change in the world, what advice would you give to them about bringing their dream into action?
1: Start. Start anywhere. Do it before you're ready because you are never ready. It never feels right. It's never the right moment. The stars are never aligned. like like, Do we see mama duck waiting until all the ducks are in one line to start walking. No, Duck just starts walking and all the ducks better pick up because she's leaving. Like that's my philosophy on any project. Like last year I embarked on this journey to do rain boots. I know nothing about manufacturing. I know nothing about rain boots. I know nothing about rain, but I'm just like, when I was invited to be a part of this, I'm like, yes, and then I figured it out. We live in the era of Google. If you can't Google it, you ask your mom. If you don't if your mom doesn't know, your best friend is gonna know. If your best friend doesn't know, you ask Someone knows we're a part of a Facebook community somewhere that have that person that knows that person that knows that person that connect you one plus one. So anyone that has a dream, I say start now. Don't wait until you quit your job, or don't wait until the bag, the piggy bag is fast. We don't wait until you have a six pack, or don't wait until you get married, or like don't wait. Waiting is overrated. Waiting sucks. Start now and start with the simplest stuff because it's all about the momentum. So don't start with the item on the list that makes you want to like grab the, the paper bag in the airplane. No, start with the easiest stuff. That way you get confident, you get comfortable, you're like, I'm good at this. And you all of a sudden start building your your skill set and your talent and you start gaining a couple of followers here and there because Everyone's excited at the beginning. But then there comes this point where there's this dip, Mm -hmm. where we all, it starts being not that fun. It starts getting harder. We start questioning, like, is this this really worth the hassle? So that's why it's super important to get started with the easy stuff. So you already have some stuff in the checklist already checkmarked. So you're like, oh, I already did this, and I already did that, and I already got my domain name and I already have my blog and I already did three blog posts and I already have 300 followers. Like I can, I cannot quit on my 300 followers. They were like expecting me to show up. So super important to start regardless of whether or not you feel ready, beautiful, skinny, confident, secure, smart, etc.
0: So that's, that's my tip. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is good stuff. Yeah. Because that's so easy to get caught up in what I call end thinking where it's like, You've got this huge thing that's like, oh my gosh, it's the biggest, greatest idea ever. But then like the tip of the iceberg is the hard part of figuring out the first step. So yeah, if you just kind of go with the the easiest piece first, it's always the best. So the last question is, what are three ways you can think of to jumpstart joy in your life, in the world, or in other people's lives?
1: I could actually summarize the three things in one. The first one is to be happy you, because when you are happy, you inspire others to be happy. My second one is actually make others happy, because when you make others happy, <laughs> you are happy yourself. Like when you, like for example, I I was at the grocery store the other day, and someone was just struggling at the peanut butter aisle. There's not the peanut butter aisle, but like the spread aisle, and they were just looking at the thing and looking at the thing, and I could just notice that they were having a hard time. I'm like what are you looking for? She's like, there's all these almond butters. And I don't know what the da- I'm like, I'm the queen of almond butter. Like, I, You are in the right place at the right time, woman. I am all about almond butter. So they're like, there's the no fear one. And there's the hazelnut one. And I'm like, look, what do you want? <laughs> She's like, well, I'm trying to to lose a little bit of weight. And I'm trying to eat cleaner. I'm like, If you're trying to eat clean, you just need the almond butter that has one ingredient. Your almond butter should only have one ingredient. Can you guess what ingredient (laughs) that is? Almonds. If it has any other ingredient, then, I mean, it's there, like, it's fluff. It's fluff. And it's sugar and oil and stuff that you really don't need. So just buy the one that says roasted almonds. That's the best bet. And she was just so happy and so appreciative. And making her happy... Made me so happy. I came back home and I was energized and I was happy and I was excited and so I mean the second one is make when you can't make you happy, make others happy and you'll realize that like, it's like you it's the best week of the year. And then the third one is bake, <laughs> bake something, anything. When when I'm feeling down, I'm into garbanzo cookies now because I love baking and I'm a cupcake red velvet kind of girl.
0: Mm-hmm. The thing with
1: red velvet is that cook them and then you want to eat the entire batch and the first one is fine but like the entire batch is overkill and then you just want to be a couch potato so I'm into making garbanzo cookies no, oh, garbanzo how how you say garbanzo in English chickpeas yep. chickpea cookies <laughs> made with like oatmeal and dark chocolate and cranberries and of course almond butter and I love baking them for myself and other people because I I'm a sweet tooth for sure. It lifts me up. It kind of, I kind of—I feel like I'm snacking on something healthy. I love giving them to other people because they ask, "Are these really healthy?" So I think that there's joy in in baking because it's all about eating, and I love eating. And it's also about sharing what you made with love with other people. So, in a nutshell, one joy make you happy. <laughs> Two, make others happy and you will be happier. And three, bake something, anything. Go to Pinterest and find a recipe because baking just... And I'm not actually a chef or a nutritionist or anything like that. But I, I found that there's joy hidden in the kitchen. So if you just go to that place in your house and make something, magical things happen. So that's that's my third point.
0: Yay. Thank you, Mai. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Ma'i, thank you so much for joining me today. It was just such a treat to get to know you, and I just love all of the energy and positivity that you bring into the world. If you want to get information on this show, you can go get the show notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com/lifeismessy, and I'll have the links her free e course that she's offering, along with information about her site and her work. And if you're curious about that multi passionate must haves bundle. I'm so excited. So go over to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com and you will see links to go over and get that. And really, I mean, it really is a limited time offer. After Thursday, it will go away forever. So please head over to the site and and purchase it now so you can get your hands on it and you don't forget. I know there have been times when I have thought, oh yeah, I'll do that. I've got till Thursday, but just go do it now so you don't don't miss the opportunity because you don't wanna wake up Friday and realize, oh my gosh, I totally wanted that and now it's gone. Here's what's happening this week. So tomorrow, yay! I have an interview with Jennifer Lee of Artisan Coaching and Right Brain Business Planning. She and I—oh, I just love the wisdom that she brings to this interview. She has such a lovely way about her and a great background in business planning, having gone from corporate America into now being an entrepreneur. So you're gonna love it. She's amazing, and then. Thursday, the 19th, I have Corey Huff on and he is with the Abundant Artist. He talks about marketing and business planning. I just know you're going to love both those interviews too. So come on back. Um, And until tomorrow, what? (laughs) I hope that your day is filled with so much joy.